everyone has their own way of doing things. So Dave and I talk a little bit how we get things done with our mobile photography. Plus, there's a couple of news items. And of course, we look at what we've been shooting lately. All this and more coming up. Oh, my. It's Monday, May 22nd, 2023. And here we are with episode 92 of the iPhoneography podcast. My name is Greg McMillan, and I'm sitting here with my good buddy Dave. I'm not right here, but uh, through the um, internet lines. Next to each other, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, one of these days we'll be able to sit side by side and do all this. But uh, (laughs) Dave Podner, hello, David. Greg, how's it going today? Well, it could be better. It could be better. That is true. Uh, My internet has been intermittently working today. So, uh, as we are recording, I'm using my phone hooked up to my iMac to. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just tethering it to get to get mm. it to work because the the Wi-Fi is on right now, but I don't trust it. So we'll see if it stays on for the whole thing, but I'm not counting on it. So anyway, yeah. at least we're here. Uh, no video, so we can't see each other. But it's just like just like talking on the phone. Yep, that pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. How's things in the old uh, Pittsburgh town? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Um, we had an event on Saturday. Uh, it was, um, it, it's the Cancer Relay for Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were out with Roostery Business with the little tent out. And oh, yeah, of course, yeah. the only day in around a two-week period... Where it's not bright and sunny, we had uh, torrential downpours. Oh no! For six hours. While you were at the event. Yep. Oh, while we were no. setting up, and while we were at the event, and the part of the problem is, of course, the fundraising part of it is people sign up and say, "Oh, if you um, donate a dollar per lap, or you know, um, plan on doing so many laps, can you donate so much per lap?" They get some money that way. Also, the vendors paying their fees and little donations and, you know, like raffle baskets that other that people put together. But the turnout was kind of low just because it was raining from 830 till two. Oh, man. So, yeah, by the time it's yeah, by the time it stopped, it really there wasn't a lot of um, people coming out even later when it got nicer. So, well, not, I, not not the positive we all wanted. No, no, that's right. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it, it's like the Formula One race that was supposed to happen on the weekend. Uh, it got canceled because it was in Imola in in Italy, and they have major flooding over there. Mm. Um, so, it just seems like the weather just doesn't want to cooperate some in some places for some people. And um, you know, knock on wood, has been pretty pretty good here lately and it's supposed to be really good tomorrow so i'll try to take advantage of it i got out for a bike ride this evening and um my goal was to go 10k and i actually did it uh first ride of the first ride of the season and um i'm hoping my knees and legs don't pay for it tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) so but anyway um just a couple of news items we're going to cover here real quick uh wwdc is coming up and we believe it is on our next regular recording date of June 5th. So 
we are going to record that night and talk about what we hear and see. And hopefully mm-hmm. there will be some interesting photography related things to talk about. Uh, we won't go through everything they talk about, of course, but um, you know, some of the highlights and, and uh, things that we think might be worth mentioning. And we're also going to have a guest on that evening. Um, if he's available that night, we'll record that night. If he's not available, then we'll wait till he is available because we're going to have Mark Sadowski on, um, you know, one of the co-founders of Tiny Shutter. So it's always good to talk to Mark and we'll catch up with him. And uh, so uh, he, he was on, I think it was a couple of years ago after the WWDC. So um, it's always yeah. good having him on. Yeah, because that was on, for that one time it was like on an off week that we had. Yes, that's right. It was too. Yeah, well, you know, the stars are going to align for us this time, so that's good. Um, The other thing I want to bring up is this is episode 92, and our 100th episode is coming up in the near future. Um, I'm, you know, we record every two weeks, so it's going to be like, I don't know, four, would that be four months? My head's head's mush right now. But anyway, whenever it's going to be, we want to do something special for that show. And we don't know what it'll be yet, but, um, you know, we hope to have some special guests. Uh, I'd like to do a giveaway of some sort. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think of something. Um, and you know what, Dave? I, I Like, I'm not even looking at a calendar. I have no idea. But that could be right around the time the new iPhone announcement is. Well, let's see here. So this is episode 92. So we got eight more episodes. So... Four months. Uh, it'll be close. Yes. Yeah. So uh, well, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to think that four months is September. We haven't even hit summer yet. So I don't want. Yeah, to I know. September <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, we got lots of time to figure something out, but we're we're definitely going to try to make it uh, something special, and um, um, you know, hopefully we can make a few people happy that, that on that episode as well. So mm-hmm. watch watch for that in the future. Uh, so tonight we are going to talk about workflows. And, uh, you know, everybody has their own workflows. And, um, and you know, I kind of got this idea from um, the Mac Power Users podcast. Sometimes they'll have a guest on and they'll talk workflows with their guest. You know, how their guest gets things done. And I thought, you know what, Dave and I, we've got our workflows. Everybody's got a workflow of some sort. So we'll give people an idea of what we do and, and how we get things done with our iPhoneography. So, um, uh, Dave, do you want to start with one? Sure. Sure. Now, a lot of my, and I will let people, most of the time I'm using the building camera app, mm-hmm. um, partially because it's there. Um, you know, if from the lock screen, you can just swipe from the right and it's right there. Uh, also, it's the one that requires the least amount of setup. Right. You know, versus <clears throat> a lot of the manual apps where you have to almost think about the setup of the shot before you take the picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm one more I'll 
try to get an image of what I'm trying to take a picture of. You know, there there's the mental image you have in your head, and mm -hmm. then there's what, due to limitations of physics, what the camera can do. Right, yeah. Um, and so I try to get that set up, but I still use, like, the built-in app and then use whatever post-processing, whether if I'm going for a realistic look um, or if I'm going more for a fantasy, artistic, creative look. Then mm -hmm. it'll go from there of what comes off and what I can do. It, it sounds weird to say it depends on what I... It, it sounds a little weird to say it depends on what the photo tells me. That sounds weird. But I, it's no, kind not of, really. I don't think when, it does. Yeah. But once I see the photo after I take it, I don't want to try to force what comes out of the camera and what comes out of the internal processing, which it does mm -hmm. into something that it, it, the camera would not be able to do. Yeah. So, so you don't want to, um, you don't want your, your, um, uh, your vision to outdo what the camera is capable of. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that makes good sense. So, I mean, and you know what, we've been doing this long enough. I think that we can almost, pretty well know what the camera is going to be capable of in a certain situation, right? Well, hold on. Hold on. I got an issue. Okay. There you go. Uh, you okay? Someone got his claw stuck. Oh. Yeah. You, yeah. Causing issues on podcast again, Leo. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's okay. I didn't want him to hurt. I didn't want to hurt himself. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's there. There's the I know I see something or I see a scene or I see a landscape and or I see something because that eh, looks different, looks interesting. Mm -hmm. And you take the shot and then you're like, oh, I can't go in that direction. And you could try to kind of force it. You know, a lot of times it depends on oh, it's too dark or it's too far away or, you know, something's not working. And there's only so much you can brute force an image to do. Yeah, yeah. And if you try to overforce it, it's just not going to turn out good and you're just not going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So this workflow is more in your mind, I guess, than something that you're actually doing. Well, I guess it turns into something that you're yeah, doing. It though, turns right? in, right, right. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, the start of... What I see, like I, I see something like, oh, that's that would that I think that will make a good image, a good picture. I, you know, if I have to move or I get the picture and then it's a matter of, OK, that what I see on screen doesn't match what I saw or doesn't match what I want to see it. Mm -hmm. How can I do it? And oh, though, no, that doesn't work this way. This doesn't work that way. This doesn't work that way. I mean, there are specialty cases where the building app doesn't work as well oh yeah um, yeah but yeah then then, then it kind of goes off of there yeah well that's an interesting point um you know it's it's like uh um waiting for the photo opportunity to speak out to you i guess in some ways um years ago uh in our in our local camera club there was someone came up from Toronto 
to do a course on a, a thing called mixang and it's a it's kind of like a i don't, I don't know if zen like is the right word but it's it's you know when you're say you're walking around someplace and the the image kind of speaks out to you mm-hmm. and and then then you capture what you quote unquote see or hear in in the scene um i guess it is kind of zen like and um that's that kind of reminded me of what you're just just talking about you know you you see a you see an opportunity and um uh determine in your mind whether the apple camera app will do it and if not then you resort to you know whatever means you need to do to uh to make it happen make it work so yeah you know that that's an interesting workflow that one um i'll i'll jump to one here okay and it's kind of kind of like what you just said but um it's it's capture to share the capture to share process so it basically involves what you just said really because I have to determine which app I can use to do the job. And um, so, okay, the capture is done. I got the image. And then, you know, if there's an edit involved, then, uh, you know, I, I do whatever editing I want to do. Uh, and then, okay, so for my my own workflow with regards to all that, um, capture and edit, and then the next thing is to share it. So how do I share it? Um, I'm in too many places (laughs) because it's not, it's not exactly an easy process for me because um, I want to put it on glass. I want to put it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I want to put it on Vero. I want to put it on Facebook in some groups and there's no way to do them all at the same time. Now I can do, Instagram and then it and have it go to Facebook, but it just goes to my own profile. It doesn't go to the groups. Right. So, um, you know, and, and I've been, I've been really slacking on Vero. Uh, I really like it. I just haven't been posting there much because I've got all these other places it's going. And then, excuse me. And then poor Vero gets left behind, but eventually I will catch up and put some more on there too. But you know, and then there's Flickr, and um, oh gosh, where else? Um, but you know, so basically, when I'm sitting down in the evening after supper, uh, you know, maybe watching TV or something, I'll pull up my phone and I'll start posting to these sites. Now, one of the things that I do to try to speed up the process is in iOS. There's a really cool thing called text replacement where you can type in a shortcut and excuse me have have a you know a long string of text just automatically populate whatever you're typing Mm -hmm. right so in instagram my shortcut is ig post so for instagram post Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i type those letters and hit the space bar bang all my hashtags are there that I that I normally put in. And I'll have to add a few or or maybe change a couple depending on what this the image is or what it's about. But that's just a way of getting all my hashtags into the post. Um, you know, Darkroom 
has a feature where you can copy your hashtags that you tell it to use or whatever, and then bang, you can just post them in 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 your your Instagram post or wherever you're posting. Hmm. But I wish I kind of wish hashtags didn't exist because it's so hard to keep up on them all. It but, is, yeah. Yeah. Especially if there's something that all of a sudden took off. Yeah. Or a hashtag which is new and you don't know about it till it's almost too later. Yeah, yeah. Like and, like okay, here's a good example of that is Mobiography on their Instagram account, they have weekly themes. So mm, let's just right, say the theme is blue. And so you have to put mobiography, the, the hashtag mobiography, and then underscore the number that goes with that theme. Mm. And, um, you know, obviously the number changes every week. So if you want to get your your image noticed by Andy Butler is the one who runs mobiography. If you want Andy to see that image and, you know, and possibly feature it, then you have to have that hashtag in the in that post. So, I mean, that that's something that has to be added in individually with everyone that, that meets that um, theme. So, but, um, you know, it's, it's for, for me, it's a convoluted process and I just wish there was a way to do it all in one. And, um, and so and that's basically nice and they're not going to play nice with each other. No, no, of course not. They couldn't do that. They did um, at one time. Back, yeah, they, I don't want to say back before big money became involved because there was big money way back then, but yeah. before money and big egos. Yeah. Um, kind of. And this is going to lead, this is going to lead us into your, um, your next po uh, thing that we'll yeah. talk about. Um, but I'll just cap this off by just saying, so that's basically my capture to share process. I shoot, I do the edit. Um, and and I, I'll kind of expound on those a little bit in a minute, but, um, and then the sharing thing, it, it, for me personally, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a lengthy thing because there's so many places I want the images to go, but mm -hmm. now you're going to mention how at one time it was easier. Yes. Uh, actually, up until tomorrow. So by the time it posted, it's already gone. But I, I used a program called If Then Then That. Uh, it's IFTTT. Mm -hmm. And the way it worked was all these different organizations, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everyone else had their little APIs that other companies could put their hooks into. And one of the, they call them um, recipes, I believe, is yes. uh, applets. I'm sorry, applets. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, was that you could post to Instagram. And then it, sometimes it takes a little bit of time, a, a few minutes, but it would automatically post it to Twitter. But it would use the text as you entered it, and it would post the image. So yeah. it would not post a, a link to Instagram. It would do like Instagram and Twitter used to do like seven, eight years plus ago where mm -hmm. you would have the full image. And that was great. And like you said, you post to Instagram, you can post to Facebook, mm -hmm. not to groups. That's a bit of a pain. But yeah. at least I could post to Instagram and that would posted everywhere. 
you know, yeah. it'd be a one. Now that's only for single shots. If I was posting four shots to a post, mm-hmm. that would have to be manually or video. It didn't do video, but if it was a single shot, that was great. Well, that's gone. That's going to go away. Uh, mainly because Twitter's charging a lot of people a lot of money for access to their APIs. So if you have a paid account, you can get access to it. But if you have a free account, you lose that access. Yeah. So and that sucks. It, like I said, it's just another step you have to do to make sure that, you know, when you post something, it hits everywhere where it needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've I dabbled in IFTTT um, a few years back, and that was actually one of the applets that I did use at one time. Was um, posted to Instagram, and okay, it great. takes a native image and goes right to Twitter. And um, you know, oh, it you was go. cool. Uh, so I don't know, and, and listeners, if anybody knows, hit us up somewhere on social media, wherever, and let us know um, if you use the Apple shortcuts. Um, whether it's a shortcut or an automation to achieve some of this, because if, I mean, if I spent some time, I could probably look into it and find out. Um, but I haven't yet. Uh, and I don't know if I'll have yeah. time anytime soon, but it'd be cool that if there was a way to utilize that, um, you, you know, could, that oh, stuff that's yeah, built into you, iOS. You would have to, yeah. You could almost write your own shortcut where it would be yeah. post everywhere. Like I know there's shortcuts to, you know, post your last image to Twitter or whatever, right? Right, right. Um, but I mean that's I think that's just one place. It'd be nice to have it go to yeah. a few different places. Well, and also it'd be nice that you could post using different hashtags, add them in or have them automated or you know, that, that yeah. now one thing I am not you know what the text remain replacement. I forgot about that because that'll be a big help for me with something I do posting to multiple Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. right now I have a note that I manually copy and paste because I post to three different Twitter accounts uh, video clips. Right. But having it where I just have, you know, one one's for the show Awesome Cast. I could just say mm-hmm. AC Twit, you know, AC Twitter or something like that. Mm-hmm, and it would have yeah. all the hashtags. And I would only yeah. have to update it once a week. Right, yeah. For each show would be different. That would make it help. Yeah. That would be a big help. So I got, yeah, I have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, I have a... New, I'm sorry. You know, I was just going to say, I have a lot of text replacements that I use, you know, for, for different things. Like, you know, I could put um, uh, M-Y-E for my email. It As soon as I type in M-Y-E and hit the space... Bang, it puts mm-hmm. my email address in wherever I'm typing okay. it in. You know, that's just an example. Like, there's so many different things you can do with it. But one thing, and this is more about hashtags, because unfortunately, like you said, they are important. Yeah. Um, if you use ChatGPT, um, you can ask it, what would be a good hashtag for, and maybe describe the photo. Oh, yeah. And if you use Bing um, and sign in, either make a Microsoft account, if you have an old Skype account, Mm -hmm. um, you can sign in that way. And you can just put it in um, and use the chat feature. 
like what would be a good hashtag for a photo of mountains and with a sunset in it right yeah and it'll give you a big old list of the hashtags hmm yeah well, i've never i've never really and you know, there's a a chat gpt um ios app now mm-hmm. yeah they just rolled it out yeah i i haven't even looked at it yet because i'm still i'm kind of resistant to this whole ai thing <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh i i I just don't want it to think for me, but a case like that, though, that, that could, you know, as far as being a time saver goes, that could be a, that could be an idea. I, well, I, I don't, you gotta be careful. It's a tool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it's a tool and it's a, it's kind of like a large search engine, but instead of giving you, um just like a page of like here's five million links for you to look at yeah yeah. you know it'll say well like at least the one through the bing how bing has a setup it'll say well here's what i found and here are the sites i found them from so it does note if you ask questions where's the information come from Mm -hmm. Hmm. so you can also say oh where did they get the information? Now, some things you got, you always have to double check. You have to double check everything you get answers for. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but, but it, it can help for something like, you know, it, you know, something like, uh, give me a list of hashtags for this type of image. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's yeah, just something, something yeah. to try. And you can, you don't have to use it, use it, but it's, it sometimes acts as a, as a nice springboard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll I'll probably look at it. I'll probably look at it. Um, you know, f- for something like that, um, I'm certainly not going to, you know, mm-hmm. let it write an essay or an article or something like that for me. Because oh no, <laughs> you know, you know, and and I'll be honest with you, I did tr- I did go to the Chat GPT website one time, and I said, um, how did I word that? Now I think I said, what is the iPhoneography podcast? And it was. Pretty mm-hmm. accurate, except it gave a na- the name of two hosts that have absolutely nothing to do with the podcast and probably not even iPhoneography. <laughs> uh, I forget who's, what names they were that it put in there, but it certainly wasn't you or me. <laughs> so I thought, okay, yeah, this isn't well, ready for prime time. That's the thing you have yet. to watch out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so so you know the the automation stuff, you know, um, in the workflow, it, it mm-hmm. could be really handy, and um, and it's really too bad that Twitter's breaking that, uh, especially for for you because you used it a lot at the time, and um, gosh, it's, it's Twitter's just starting to suck in some ways, but um, anyway, it is. Uh, yeah. hmm? No, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so a- another workflow for me is, uh, and, and I do these a lot lately, is uh, f- my capture process for long exposures. And um, in my notes, I put in brackets, reheld, <clears throat> excuse me, reheld versus the others. And so I put that because reheld definitely is different than any other long exposure app that I use. Okay. Uh, other than Spectre, but 
Spectre's kind of a thing of the past for me now since Reheld came out because Reheld is just leaps and bounds better. Um, but so for Reheld, um, this is kind of in my mind, this workflow, because I kind of know depending on, and I'll, I'll, I'll stick to like moving water for this one. I pretty well know what it's going to take with Reheld now to get the result I want with the water flow. Um, if it's really fast flowing water, I know I can probably get away with like a, a maybe a seven or eight second exposure, but if it's slower moving or um, you know maybe further away or or like a big waterfall, I may need to go a little longer, just so that it doesn't have that you know that braided look to it, and um, you know and and I'll obviously I'll do test shots on before I settle with uh, you know with, before I settle on an image. Um, but as far as the, the others go, like, you know, even longer, um, uh, re-exposed slow shutter cam, anything that's requires a tripod, um, you know, it's kind of a different story because I'm not exactly sure what it's going to take, especially for even longer and re-exposed. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's going to take to get the desired result with them. So basically the workflow involves trial and error. And, you know, with uh, even mm. longer and re-exposed because they shoot raw. I mean, e uh, even longer, you can shoot JPEG. But when you're shooting raw, you got to be careful you don't overexpose anything or you're going to have that um, like magenta cast to it. And it's it's irrecoverable data. So the the workflow for that is basically um finding the uh you know the the um the zebra stripes really really help with that so you know i'll take a shot and i'll turn on the zebra stripes and i'll dial my exposures down to make sure that there's no zebra stripes in any of the highlights the 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 shadows can be blackened right out it see, for some reason it just doesn't matter they can be recovered in the editing process mm -hmm. i would say for the most part if not all the time um these small sensors they they somehow have this crazy ability to hold detail in the shadow areas when it's so underexposed it's ridiculous um but um so you know capturing a, a long exposure um you know definitely aim for the uh for the highlights even if, even with reheld i'll tap the screen where it, you know, it like the Apple camera, it goes for um, focus and exposure. It's got that square that comes up when you tap the screen. And I'll tap on the brightest part of the image to make sure that it doesn't get overexposed because it's just JPEG, um, mm. either JPEG or hike or whatever it is. And, um, you know, you can edit it after the fact, but you just want to make sure you get a good exposure right off the cuff. You don't want to... Um, you don't want to ruin the image before you get a chance to work right, with it. Right. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my process. That's, or that's my always work. a little bit of an issue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's kind of my work workflow yeah, for a long exposure. Would, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. And, and whenever I try to do long exposure, I try to do reheld, but I also do a shot in the built-in app to do the long exposure there mm -hmm. that way. 
Yeah. Um, and of course, it won't the 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 built-in one for the camera won't look as good because it's only giving you you know just a a quick little image. Yeah, it doesn't have basically the stabilization. Yeah, it's basically three seconds. Right, right. So, yeah. and it doesn't have, like I said, doesn't have the the AI yet, or any other stabilization like Retail can do yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm expecting that to be brought in either this year or next year with the oh, camera, yeah. mm-hmm. where there's going to be a lot more processing and built-in magic, which people mm-hmm. will hate, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I could see that happening a lot more, though. Yeah, and and honestly, my I I I like long exposure. I just not I have not had the opportunity to take the shots I want to. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you need the best thing is, of course, running water or something on that. You know, or even uh, clouds. Where, yeah, where moving clouds. A, yep. A few clouds in the sky. Yeah, moving clouds. You don't have the complete gray overcast yeah, or yeah. almost like 100% sunny, which we're kind of going in between. <laughs> yeah. It seems like. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I, I think I'm going to throw this in here too about reheld. When I'm composing a shot for reheld, there's got to be um, some element that is static in the image. Because I I saw somebody yeah. posted in one of the groups on Facebook, uh, it, all it was was a beach scene where the water was coming up in the sand. So it was basically water and sand, and the image looked terrible. It looked like you were just shaking the camera all over the place. Mm. And they said that they like you know they weren't too happy with how it turned out. Well, Salvatore De Angelis, the developer of Reheld, commented on it and explained that reheld needs something for the ai to grasp onto to you know to, to be mm. able to hold hold the images still and to line them up so whether it's a tree a rock Which anything makes sense. A, that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah you know and that it's it's the ai that's that's um um recognizing that there is a still object in the image and so you know that's that i didn't realize that uh, I've never tried a shot like this person did. Otherwise, I probably would have realized that. Okay, yeah, this is messed up. But, um, but yeah, he said it. It the way it works is it like because what it does without a still object, without a static object to um, grasp onto or to align with, it just gets confused and doesn't know what's what's being held still. And um, and they, that kind of makes sense when you think about how the app works. So uh, you know that's that's another. Mm-hmm piece of the puzzle that I'm going to put into my workflow when I'm using reheld is to make sure that there's a good static object. So, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, off in the distance or close up or whatever. Um, Do you have any other? uh, Even if you don't know. I would say, yeah, I would say that's even if you don't know the exact how the app works per se, mm -hmm. but knowing a general that could really help a lot of people using the app. Oh, yeah. Because if the majority of your image is moving, like you're in front of a river, mm-hmm. um, and you're just trying to get a, mostly river and just a couple small, maybe 
you know, you're getting the river in the foreground and only the only thing really static is like the opposite shoreline, which is so far in the, you know, in the distance, it may not be good enough to um, to view on or clip on. That mm-hmm. would cause a ma- that could cause a major issue why it's not working for some people. Well, you know, that's a good point, but I can tell you that um, while one of my recent photos that we're going to look at has just that, it has something in the distant distant other side of the river that it, it was able to, to grasp onto it and, and, and make it work. So, um, but I think if you're, if you think, you know, if you're counting on it, uh, say, say there's some reeds or something sticking out of the water, if they're moving, they're not going to be able to work right? right so right but yeah it, it has to be something definitely solid in the image um Still. in some way yeah, yeah. which makes um sense. yeah so a- any other workflows that you can think of well i mean you have next here about the editing process mm-hmm. and this is where for me this is where it, it kind of changes on what like you said about app use depending on the expected outcome and this is where a lot of the the uh, the branching off happens right with yeah. my workflow where if i see something that is let's say highly contrasted or very hazy whether mm-hmm. it's rain, it's hazy for reason why, or it's just the way the image is or just the way it turned out, I'll throw it in Lightroom Mobile, and that dehaze feature is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's literally like taking a squeegee to the um, to the atmosphere and clearing a bunch of stuff out, <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. it just works amazing. Yeah. Um, but if I don't necessarily have to do that, you know, I may use... Um, uh, Photomator, I still may use the Lightroom, um, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, like, like a night shot. Um, I'll, you almost help, at least we're around where I am to get a decent night shot. You still have to do lots of editing just because of the light pollution we have. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'll just be kind of hazy. It'll be hazy and there'll be a, you know, like a, you know, and not like a good milky way, but it'll just, everything will just be milky altogether just because of the light pollution. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if there's a shot out there that I take and let's say I, I want to have it as a, you know, I want to have a photo that's more photorealistic for lack of a better, it sounds weird, but you know, the photo I had that I wanted to take, I wanted it to be sharp and crisp and clear. And if I'm trying to process it, I'll try it in, Lightroom Mobile, I'll try it in Photomator, I'll try it in the Photos app. And if it just doesn't work out, then I'll veer off on the other branch and use apps like Visionist, uh, Art Card, Brushstroke, yeah, apps yeah. like that, or even um, Camera Plus and their mm-hmm. editing. Yeah. And go for more stylistic. Um, I don't want to say impressionistic because I know there's particular I'm not I'm not well versed in art history and what the particular styles are, but something where it's more off the beaten path editing. Yeah. You know, yeah. just throw something weird out there and see if see if it actually looks halfway decent or oh, I'll try yeah. this and see if it sticks or not. Yeah, it's like throwing spaghetti against and the wall. <laughs> there's a couple of good examples. Exactly. And and, and that's and um 
actually two of my posts of the week are kind of examples of one way and another of how the editing process worked. And we'll yeah. go over I'll go over the process a little bit when we get to the po- our posts of the week too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, basically, it's the same with me when it comes to the editing process. Now, I don't, um, I don't do a whole lot of uh, of the artistic things, but I mean, when I try them, I I, I like to see what they do and whatnot. Um, but it, you know, like like it says in our notes here, it, it kind of depends on the expected outcome. So if I expect that I'm just going to have a a photo that I want to, you know, put my personal kind of style on, then I'll edit it with, um, you know, Darkroom or Photomator or even Photos. One of those three will, will do the trick. And, um, but if it, if it's a night shot, like an astro shot, uh, that kind of thing, it just can't be done anywhere but in Lightroom. Because with that dehaze feature in Lightroom, it's just priceless for something like that. When you take a when you take a shot of the Milky Way with an iPhone at thirty seconds on a tripod in night mode, it looks um, very low contrast, and it it I mean you can't really do anything with it. Like you can't put it on social because if you do, it's going to look terrible. You have to run it through a process, mm-hmm. and you know basically that process involves. Um, you know, playing with the exposure, maybe a little bit noise reduction, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, you know, the iPhone doesn't do an astro shot nearly as good as, say, you know, the Pixel um, phones do. They they do it so much better. But they take a, a like a four minute and twenty second shot or whatever. Um, you know, their 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 algorithms and software is just crazy good for something like that. But and and the other thing that the iPhone tends to do is in the center of the frame, it seems to be a little brighter than the outside parts of the frame. So if you've got basically little or no light pollution and point it straight up in the sky, it's going to be a little bit brighter in the center part of the frame. And I, I don't know if it's just because it's center weighted at, uh, metering or what the deal is. But um, and and you can't change the type the way it meters. Um, not like a Samsung phone. A Samsung phone, you can change. You can go from center weighted metering to, you know, multi, you know, segmented metering or whatever they call it. Mm. I wish I wish the iPhone could do that, but it doesn't. And if it ever will, I don't know because Apple's ninety ninety rule. They're going to want to please ninety percent of the people ninety percent of the time, and the ten percent like us get left out in the cold. But um, yeah, you know. So uh, the expected outcome of an astro shot is going to be nice dark sky, nice bright stars. Um, if the Milky Way is in it, then you want to you know, dehaze it and get that Milky Way cluster looking like it's really popping and all that stuff. So, you know, you have to use an app like Lightroom. If you're doing light trails, you could probably get away with, you know, a different app like Photomator or even the Photos app and, and get a pretty good result. So, you know, (laughs) it's just like posting on social for me. It's, it's a, 
complicated thing <laughs> because you yeah. know i have so many and it is unfortunately yeah yeah i have so many bloody apps on my phone i i I could, if I want to do black and white, I can use dramatic black and white or, you know, one of these apps, but um, it just depends on what I want mm -hmm. the outcome to be. I'm hoping that Apple, and I mentioned this last year on the podcast, they notice how Samsung and Google Pixel are just making amazing nighttime photos. Yeah, you know, their astrophotography mm -hmm. is so much better, and Apple's noticed, and they're working on their own solution where, you know, I mean, right now there are so many modes on the camera now. Mm -hmm. You know, we go from pano to portrait to photo, the video to cinematic to slow motion to time lapse. Yeah, you know, it, I don't. I mean, it wouldn't be that. I know people use time lapse. I use time lapse. Um, it would be nice if they had a simple video photo. And within photo, if you select photo, then you can say like the drop down, you can have the, the when you have live long exposure, live bounce. You could have a portrait somewhere like a portrait on off, like the live feature. Mm, yeah. You yeah. know, and make that, oh, we're using portrait. So, you know, photo and you hit the button to make it portrait. So instead of having an additional option, but one of those options, just like night mode is an option. It's a button, mm -hmm. you know, you could have not just night mode, but astro mode. Where yeah, that would be nice. It does all the it knows that you're taking a photo of the sky. So yeah, do you know yeah. what you need to do with the presets and the this and the that? And it has a special AI kind of built in and it's know what it's doing. And, and then it takes the photo because right yeah. now people are saying, well, here's the photo I can take. We're not all Shane, Mostyn, <laughs> but here's the photo I can take in the night sky. And yeah. people are like, oh, here's my Samsung phone from two years ago that can blow away your new iPhone. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully they're going to... I don't want to say get embarrassed. That's not the right term, but get adjusted where they're like, we need to spend time. We, you know, we have a thousand people working on the camera. You 10 people work on Astro. Yeah. Uh, you know, they definitely great thing to show up. Yeah. They've, they've really amped it up when they went from, you know, the 12 to the 13 to the 14, you know, pro phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's leaps and bounds better now than it was before. Um, you know, not. Yeah. I don't think it was a huge leap between the 13 and the 14 Pro, but definitely, um, I noticed a really big difference going from the 12, 12 to, to the 14. Yeah. Uh, and even 12 yeah. to 13 12 was to 13 a pretty was good a difference. Huge jump. Yeah. yeah, 12 to 13 was a big jump. 13 to 14. Um, we'll see if there is a periscope lens if they go up to 6x. 10 mm -hmm. would be great, but you know, six would be better than three. Um, if that makes a difference or not. Yeah, yeah. And we may be able to get hints, not maybe during the keynote, but maybe during the first week of w the, the whole week of WWDC. You know, if there's some kind of weird hidden camera call where the Zoom is somehow built into the new uh, iOS, you know. Yeah, yeah, you'd have Where to really dissect. Zoom. Yeah, you have to really listen to those um, yeah. presentations. Yeah, and there are people out there do. doing that. There are people, 
there are experts who do that, which I'm glad they're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, keep an eye on the news stories, you know, during WWDC or shortly yeah. after to see if anybody picks anything up. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah so it doesn't, everyone, everyone cares about is Monday on WWDC. Yeah. And there are things that happen that entire week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and don't forget, you know, if you download the WWDC app, mm-hmm. you can view the sessions. Yeah, that's right. That's how I learned about portrait mode. I watched a, a WWDC session yeah. on how that all works. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's interesting stuff. Um, you know, and they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're never more than an hour long, these sessions. You know, oh, some no, of them are no, probably no. half an hour or whatever. So, you know, just just find out, uh, just look through the schedule and see if there's one you're interested in. Check it out. And if you learn anything, let us know. <laughs> that is but, true. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so th- those are some of the workflows that we use. And um, uh, I mean, there's everybody's going to have a different way, way of, you know, getting the result they want. And, uh, um, you know. If, if if you have a workflow that that you think is a kind of a special thing, you know, put it in the Facebook group and uh, you know, mm-hmm. share share your oh, yeah. experience with us, and and we'll be glad to read it. Um, so now we will move on to our recent photos, and uh, um, we can go we can go one about again, um, and. I guess okay. I'll, I'll start this time. I think I think you went first last week, so I'll start or mm-hmm. not last week, last show. Um, so I'll start with one that I took uh, at a popular waterfall um, in our area here, but this one is not of the waterfall. This is so there's a bridge that goes across the river just just above the falls, and there's a mm. there's a big wooden bridge that. You know, if it was open, you could probably drive a car across it. But then off to the side to that, there's a small um, or a narrow, big enough for maybe, you know, two people wide uh, of a steel grate that goes across. So you can actually see the river below you. So mm. in this image and and look at your screen, folks, uh, it'll be on your, your phone screen in your podcast app of choice, uh, choice other than Spotify, apparently. Um, and you'll see the image. And it's just where the water is going under the bridge, and it it actually just drops down ever so slightly at this point where you'll see the one side's dark. That's where the, the you know just the regular flow is, and then it's it's either dropping down or actually going up a wee bit. I'm not sure because there's some splashing going on, but it's just a slight elevation mm-hmm. change where it suddenly turns into rapids and foam and everything else. And what I thought was cool about this image was that it, it, I just put my phone down right almost down to the grate and I, I, I let the lens look through um, and it mm-hmm. looks like a, a yin and yang symbol. You know how you got that black and the mm-hmm. white and it's got that swirl yep. in the middle. Yep. So that's, I call this one yin and yang. And um it was just a happy accident as far as that part of it goes. I just I just put the phone down and, and snapped the picture. Never thought of how it was going to look through that little part of the grate because I didn't get right down that far. I, I just um, I just saw the river there and I thought, okay, you know, that's that's where it's going to go. Yeah. And um, you know, and 
as far as editing goes, just a, a little bit of editing in darkroom. It didn't take much, really, just to make sure that the whites weren't overexposed. And it was, as I shot it with reflex, just with the camera and auto. Um, you know, nothing special as far as taking the photo goes. And, um, but yeah, it, it just yin and yang. I thought, I thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah. And the thing, the everything I like is on the bottom right, the way the, um, the froth goes yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, it got you have it like a triangle almost like a like almost a corkscrew yeah yeah and it is, it is if you zoom weird. in it almost looks like mesh it looks a little mesh like oh yeah like like like, like the kind of um mesh you would use like fabric from a fabric store oh yeah yeah it, yeah the bubbles make it look like a mesh yeah mhm mm Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I never, I never thought of it that way. I did. I, I, I saw the uh, the swirl, yeah. or you know, kind of like a corkscrew look looking Almost swirl. But, corkscrew, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, and you know, that's one fraction of a second in time. And who knows what it would look like had I taken it a second later or a second earlier. Probably never see that again. Oh, that's, yeah. So that that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, so your first one is pretty interesting. I mm -hmm. saw you put a, um, it was like a slow motion video, I think, of this on social media earlier today. Yes. Yes. The, the grass, the waves of grass here. Yeah. And this was during a particularly windy day. Mm -hmm. And I, I did do a, a little bit, I did video and, um, the way the wind was going, this was taken on Friday. Um, the wind which is coming in, and this is an empty lot in our industrial park. So the grass was a good two, three feet high. So, you know, it's oh, almost really? knee height for me. Oh, wow. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, this was very – it, it got cut. So I walked by it today, and it was all cut. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, this was really high. This, and this was just grass, grass. This wasn't like a, a farm or something where the grass, this grass was just not cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the way the wind was going across it, it was actually, you could see the wind pushing the grass through. But the thing yeah. I kind of liked about this was you can see the, you can see the vertical where the last time it was cut, it still has the, indentation i guess where the right mm. riding mower wheels were yeah yeah so you it's almost see, like, like it was cut when it was damp or lines away from you yeah mm -hmm. which it probably was to be honest just knowing the area but yeah you know, it's like oh uh we're an industrial area you're due to have your grass cut on thursday well is yeah. it raining it doesn't matter we're getting our grass cut today yeah <laughs> that's right yeah well you know but it's, also, it's so you have the 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 lines, but it also kind of going across. There's an like almost a, like a checkerboard pattern to it. Yeah, and that's the wind doing that, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't. When I first looked at this, I didn't realize it would have been that deep, like that tall. Yeah. Like I thought, well, I mean, you know, maybe it's yeah, about it's six like inches tall or something. But but yeah, that that's oh, um yeah that. That that's a, there's a lot of detail. It's a little in, bit in the easier grass. to see in the video, but yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I said, it's, it's almost a checkerboard between the way the sun was hitting it and the reflection, the way it was hitting. And the wind at times was really kicking up that day. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's just something that kind of that kind of stuck out. Well, now that you know, looking at it and knowing that the wind is blowing, you could actually, you know, okay. So there's a spot in the upper right quarter of the of the frame where you could really see some of the grass leaning over. So you know, you could mm-hmm, tell that yeah. yeah, that 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 wind is blowing that pretty good. And uh, mm-hmm. any any of the spots that look you know a little lighter than the rest, those kind of spots are where the wind's hitting it too. I think, and and uh, it's it's cool. It's a cool shot, and you know it for for a, uh, an empty lot. It it just looking at it off the cuff here. It doesn't look like there's a ton of weeds or anything in it. Um, you know, you can see the odd one no. here and there, but it looks like a fairly clean clean lot like it's it's well looked mm-hmm. after except well, for the fact that it hasn't been what, cut in a while what i mean by yeah there is a building on it so it's kind of in the industrial park that area is owned by the whoever or you know however if you buy the lot or rent the space or whatever mm-hmm. so there is a building on there that's just that when they build it they left this large triangle on the corner without any bit of the building there Oh yeah. So the hmm. building's kind of a a bracket shape, but it's not it's not like a big square building where it would go all the way to the corner for whatever reason. Whether that's oh, let's leave this open for future expansion. Because mm. if you notice, like right on the straight ahead, there's the, you can see the brick there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that was designed that oh, we want this far, but if we want to expand, well, all we have to do is blow out a couple things here, and we can expand out. We have the space. Mm-hmm. Or if they just wanted that open for this, to have a nice area where people can look out on the grass and, you know, look out mm. their windows, which I don't think anyone ever does. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the architect, so it's hard to say why they left this this corner, but it's a big square area, which yeah, is just yeah. grass, though. Yeah. So, folks, if you want to see, you know, the wind blowing this grass um i know you've got it on facebook did you put it on instagram uh yeah i did put it on instagram too yeah so okay it, it so is a go, real on instagram yes yeah so go to yeah. dave's instagram and have it have a look at it. it looks really cool it's it's and it's it's slowed down right it's not or it's not real speed is it right yeah yeah okay no no i did slow it down because i wanted to give more of the because the wind was going fast enough i wanted to give a little more feel for what the 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 wind going across yeah yeah the grass versus just a straight blow yeah well it's a it's a cool shot as as plain as some people might think it looks um you know it, it still has some character to it especially uh, after seeing the video and and seeing how the grass is leaning over um you know it, it's it's amazing how mm-hmm. a, a simple shot of grass can spark up such a conversation about it (laughs) um so Mm -hmm. my second one is um a dog a dog's nose (laughs) i saw that yeah so i was at my parents place um this is monday yesterday so i was out there yesterday and uh, my cousin dropped by and this is his dog 
uh, dog's name is Vicky. Aww. And oh, she was just a sweetheart. Uh, border collie. Mm-hmm. Um, just loved getting her picture taken, loved the attention. So mm-hmm. I took this shot in um, with the ultra wide and it, it actually bumped into macro mode because I was that close. And uh, she just sat there and let me take a picture. And I thought for a second there, at one time, I oh, thought wow. I got her blinking just one eye. So it would be like winking. And when I took the picture, I saw her eye blink, but it it didn't catch that. I think it it just missed it. That would have been just an epic shot. Wow. But um, so what I did with this one is I opened it up in focus and you know, let it do its AI thing and turn it into a portrait mode shot so I could really blur everything down below her, like the floor and that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I just, you know, um, what did I do with it? I think I took it into Photomator and used one of the presets in there. And then, uh, I, you know, just tweaked it a little, little bit from there. But um, so, I mean, you could tell that it's not a, a true portrait mode. Even, even if I did shoot it in portrait mode, um, if you look underneath her nose, which this is probably maybe on her chest even or, or on her chin, there's some of her hair that starts mm-hmm. off sharp and then goes goes kind of wonky. So, you know, that's just the nature of, of portrait mode. And um, but, uh, you know, so it's not perfect, but um, but I just thought it was cute, you know, her uh, and I tried to. um focus on her eyes and so that's why her nose is just a little bit more on the blurry side compared to her eyes because her eyes are you know they're probably six inches beyond beyond like past her nose so she's got a a long snout on her Mm -hmm. but um but yeah no it was a um she's just a real treat to take pictures of (laughs) it's so nice when dogs actually are not bouncing around when trying to take photos of yeah, Which I'm shocked yeah. with the border collie because normally they're hyper. <laughs> you know, yeah, but you know, she she was really good. Like she, um, oh. you know, when I was sitting in a chair, she'd come over and she wanted to, you know, rest her head on my leg and stuff like that. So she was she was a pretty calm dog. Uh, now, you know, get her outside with, uh, you know, the oh, other shit, dogs yeah. that they have out there out in the farm. There, she'd probably mm-hmm. just be a little hellion. <laughs> it, it almost but, looks uh, a little like a fisheye lens. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's just the ultra wide, um, mm. you know, showing the nose up really, really close, and then everything as it gets further away just looks really far away. So, um, yeah, so that's Vicky. Mm. Uh, so your second one, I called. I I think I titled this one in my mind, uh, Dave's layered lookout. I'm not sure okay. what else to to call it, but that, that's what yep. it kind of looks like to me. Yeah. Or, or even Chateau on the Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, this was actually taken during a break in the in the cloud, in the store, in the rain, or near the end of the rain. Mm-hmm. And this was with the 3X Zoom. Um, the hill beyond that's framed by the trees in the foreground um, is across the river and on top of the hill. Uh, I just like the way it was framed with the trees that were close by mm-hmm. the way that they, they own because it goes higher on the ends and kind of the trees in the middle are lower. Yeah. So it almost yeah. creates a frame with the, with the photos there. 
Yeah, and yeah. I did do a good amount of edit. This is one I did in Lightroom and Photomator. Um, okay. I do try to use Photomator's uh, ultra resolution. Oh, just okay. because I know when you get to three X, it you lose something, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and this was a good, you know, this is a good mile away, I think. So this is where you know, as I drone on and on about, and, and uh, you know, a telescopic zoom would be very helpful for everybody. Oh yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. that's also why there's a little there, the trees directly in front of the buildings. And the building itself are a little um, lighter in color and a bit oh, yeah. of a haze to it because it is mm-hmm. across the river. Yeah, yeah. So you do get a little bit. That's why it's almost like I said about the the, the trees in the foreground. I was able to I, I boosted the color a little more than they naturally were because um, I wanted to give it a little bit of a pop there. Mm-hmm. And then having the the haze in the background there again, more of like a idea for framing and this is kind of going down to where seeing what you can see with your eye which is better dynamic range better color range and what the phone can bring in especially if there's a little bit of drizzle or anything going on and mm-hmm. trying to match what i would what i saw or what i thought i saw because memory is horrible for people um to what i want the photo to be yeah yeah, I, I really like the layering in here. Like, you know, it, at the very, very bottom of the frame, there's a building um, with a chimney on it. And then mm-hmm. just behind that, you've got trees, you know, and then those those trees form the frame that you're talking about. But then beyond that, you've got the, the trees on the hill across the river. And then, of course, then the chateau. And then beyond that, the sky. So there's like one, two, mm-hmm. three, four. There's like five layers in this frame alone and i think that's really cool um i, I like the color that you gave it it, it, it makes it pop it it you know it, it really stands out and um you know for for a shot that's taken with the three times zoom um it, it's not bad i mean it's it's you can see what it is it's not like it's that, that uh that distorted or that that pixelated or whatever mm-hmm. um but no it, it looks cool and just the right amount of clouds in the sky, I think, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and using the, the haze and the clarity filter um, mm-hmm. options, both, in, and I did this in Lightroom and Photomator, that really brought out, because it's really hard with the unedited photo, It's you can kind of see where the clouds are and where a little bit of the blue sky is, but it's really hard to notice. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you just got to pu- push the editing a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's what those sliders are for. Take them from mm-hmm. one extreme to the other to see what happens with them and then then settle on on whatever suits your taste for sure. Yeah. And it makes it oh. and, and most programs make it so easy to try different things. And, you know, and if you don't like the way it turns out, you can always undo it. That's the great thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so my third one, this one, this one. uh this is cool. I, I I like this, and it's it's a reheld shot. We were down at the park today, walking the dog, and there's a river down there, of course. And now that like this is our long weekend, um, 
we call it May 2-4. It's always around May 24th. It's uh, mm-hmm. um, Victoria Day weekend for Canada. And it's the first, you know, it's basically the official start of summer this this weekend. And it was pretty busy down there. And down at this park, they have these paddle boats mm-hmm. that you can rent and go up the river and back. And this was a paddle boat going by as I was doing the exposure. Oh. And Ooh, okay. I'm I, I just gotta look this up real quick to see what that exposure time was. Um I was wondering what it I, I at first I thought it was a water a um like a like a artificial waterfall or artificial step down. Oh yeah. Where where the blue the the white there was kind of the edge. No, and yeah, yeah. Maybe there was you know, like an artificial underneath was blue that gave it the mm-hmm. blue colors or blue color is something you added. But yeah, yeah, now knowing that it is basically that's the boat going across. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. that makes a so, lot more sense. Yes. Yeah. So I, I used the uh, the telephoto camera, the three X, and um, I actually held the held the phone against a tree to make sure it's it was very still. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a breeze blowing. That's why the leaves in the foreground at the top are moving. Um, But, you know, like we talked about earlier, this is the one where Reheld used the the weeds or the reeds or whatever coming out of the water and the trees Mm -hmm. and that to latch on to, to make the, you know, to, to hold the image still. And then I started the shot. It's 11 seconds. And I started the shot just as the boat came into view on the right. And then, and then they just paddled on by, and it took basically eleven seconds to go just across the frame. And uh, I was really happy with how it turned out. I did try mm-hmm. one before this. There was a red boat going by, and I I was a little late starting it. And or no, let me see. No, I had started it, and it came into the frame, but I didn't hold the camera still enough, and it was just a totally mm-hmm. ruined shot. Okay. So that's why I held this one against the tree to make sure it was going to hold still. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and they just went on by and you, you, you can't tell there's people in it. You, didn't, you can't even no. tell what it is. Um, but it's just this blue streak going by and and it's a paddle boat. And mm. uh, I so, like the blue. Honestly, I like I like the bluish teal to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It works better with the green. Red, red would be a, a heavy contrast. Yeah, I think you're but right. Yeah. This kind of goes more with it, it seems like it belongs there. If you didn't like yeah. the, if you didn't know what it was, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was a boat. Yeah. But I mean I could see what you mean by thinking that like it was a like a step down in the water or something. Um you know, now that I hear you mm-hmm. say that, I can actually visualize it being something like that. Um, because I mean, there's no way of telling which way the water's the current's going. Right. Um, it's actually going from left to right, but it was fairly slow moving. The current was so, um, but um, yeah, but yeah, and and you know, of course, the boat's causing ripples. That's why the water looks so splotchy. I guess you could say, um, mm-hmm. especially below the blue streak in the frame there. But that's because you know, it, it's one of those boats where you you kick your feet and the paddles go splash, splash, splash in the back, uh, and it, it caused you know. I guess a fair bit of a wake in the water. So, um, 
but yeah, I, I just thought it was cool. I, I did the mm-hmm. edit in Photomator and, uh, you know, just contrast color, a little bit of stuff like that. Uh, and, and the 16 mm-hmm. to nine crop. So that's pretty much all I did to it. Mm-hmm. So your third one. Okay. Yeah. This one's going to throw everybody for a loop because it sure mm-hmm. did me. <laughs> we, well, uh, we talked about D- Dave and I talked about what this actually is mm-hmm. before hitting the record the button. And I did post this to the group. Um, seeing just this version? Would, yeah, just this version. Okay. To see, and I said it was a common household item. Yeah, yeah. And it was a photo. Yeah. Because this does not, when I, after I was done dealing with it, it, to me, it, this is one of the processes where I took the photo, not saying what it is yet, mm-hmm. um, but I originally wanted a macro. That kind of gives a hint what it could be. Right. I originally wanted a macro shot and there wasn't enough contrast. It was kind of a solid black looking. Mm-hmm. I was I I was hoping for more contrast, more, you know, um things to pull out, but it didn't work out through it in Visionist. Um it added the some additional features, some additional sharpening, did that. Um put it in See, I'm trying to think exactly because I think I put that one in next. Let me see what the and this is one nice thing is if you do photos and whatever edited it last, uh, it will say like save from visionist. Oh, yeah. Okay, and yeah, then mm-hmm. I threw it in art card and did some editing there. Um, tried to post it the to Instagram, it was too vertical. It was too. Oh, yeah. It wasn't 16 by nine, but it still was too narrow and uh, Instagram was chopping it off. Yeah. So I used their expand thing in Snapseed to expand it, the smart expand, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of abstract looking and it kind of filled in on the side. So it kind of expanded it out left and right. So it would all fit nicely on Instagram. And it still had a nice um, look to it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It still had the. I still wanted the look of. For me, when I was editing it, it almost looked like a a, a mountain valley. Yeah, with yeah. a little bit of color hitting it. Um, and maybe if you want to look in the dead center in the middle, almost like a sky look. It mm-hmm. almost, you know, or it looks like a, a painting someone would do on paper, antique paper. Yeah, and antique. Yep, yep crinkled paper mm-hmm. you would do a, a a landscape picture on that to bring out the look there. yeah and when i looked at it i thought it might have been like i mean i know you obviously you know did some artistic things with it but i thought it might have started out as leaves mm-hmm. you know um yeah. uh I, I wish i wish i could just imagine what some people are thinking when they're looking at this and what possibly it could be but and I'll guarantee to, nobody gets face- it. <laughs> no, I would say go to the Facebook group and before, you know, obviously don't pause podcast because that's, that's an issue. But, you know, just try to think what you think this originally could be. Like I said, this is an image. This is I know some people out there do a lot of very artistic things, mm-hmm. but 
this was just a straight image that I threw into a couple of filters. Yeah. So the filters added some additional things, additional shading. I did some work on the, you know, on tweaking the colors in different programs to make it look a certain way. But this was a real, just a photo. In fact, I was a pro- probably trying to think. Of, uh, yeah, it says ultra wide image. So this was a macro photo. Mm-hmm. But even if you look at the original photo, it can be hard to figure out what it is. Yeah. Because I showed it to you and you were like, oh, that looks like asphalt. Yeah. And that makes that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, um, I made some coffee off of a drip coffee maker. Not a K cup, but you know, get some ground coffee, throw it in there, mm-hmm. have the water pour over top. Yeah. And after made coffee, poured it, pulled it out to getting ready to throw out the grounds. And these are coffee grinds from a and dark roast coffee. If you look on your phone screen, you'll see it. You'll see what it looks like. Yeah. And and if if you're like me, you'll wonder how the heck <laughs> you got you got this from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, that's that's what I love about the images that you you put on on the show here. Um, you know, you, your your creativity is is off the charts, especially with this one, because I never in a million years would have dreamt to do this yeah. with a picture of coffee grounds. Um, you know, it it just uh, um, it just takes. Like you, you'd mentioned before the before we started recording uh, something about being like impressionist. Um, I, I just, I mean, I I could see a face in here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's it's okay. So it's pretty close to where the if you put the rule of thirds grid on here, okay, it would be pretty close to the lower left rule of thirds grid. In yeah, that I do see that reddish yeah. area. It mm-hmm. looks like a face, and. If you look at this long and hard enough, and if you want to see it a little bigger, folks, go to the website to the post where where this podcast is posted, and you can you can look at this a little bigger. But just have a little fun with this for about five minutes, and just kind of look around and play a little bit of Where's Waldo with it, because <laughs> you're going to see some stuff in here that's you know you're going to see different things. Like I could almost see like stingrays and and um, you know, weird looking duck faces and stuff like this. Like I'm finding all kinds of stuff with this thing. You know what? I, now that you mentioned the face down there in almost dead center, you can almost see a face. Yeah. 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 I see it. Oh man. This is so weird. <laughs> I hope I don't have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh but man. Yeah, this is, this, but honestly, the first thought when I saw it was, Oh, that may make a really neat, macro shot yeah you know of the coffee grinds and like the problem is it was like i said it's a dark roast so it's a very Mm -hmm. dark you know the coffee is very dark looking and the grounds they were kind of especially after you wet them down like that they all kind of tamper down a little bit you don't get a lot of difference in in altitude if you for lack of a better term yeah you know 
Um, there's not a lot of contours going on. It's kind of flattish because it's at the top. But, you know, with letting the filters do their thing and it's trying to interpret different things and apply its own logic on how things should look, you can get some interesting patterns going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like just, just since you were just talking there, I see a smiling pig. <laughs> so, okay. People that are listening to this show, go check out this on, on the Facebook group and on the iPhoneography Podcast Facebook group and put in the comments what you see in it. If I, I'd love to hear what people are mm -hmm. seeing in this image. Um, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, it, it's it's bloody coffee grounds for Pete's sake. <laughs> but yet what you've done to it is, I mean, you could blow this up and put it on a wall and it could be a conversation piece where people will stand there and stare at this thing and see so much in it. Like mm -hmm. I see fish, I see somebody's face, but it says it turned on a 90 degree angle. Um, gosh, I see, Oh, I see so many different things in here. It's just unreal. This is crazy. This is crazy. Good. This, this is oh, wild. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man makes me want to play with these apps again mm -hmm. and just, just just take a mundane shot of something and just run it through these things and yep. see what i get <laughs> yep. honestly that's uh, it was like well it didn't work out like yeah let me try my you know non photorealistic like i said about the 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 um, workflows it, yeah. it's almost like okay well i took a shot do I want to go photorealistic? Do I want to just make some minor edits? Do I want to pop or do I want to? Nah, it's not really working out. Let me go completely off the rails and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have to I have to wonder, what do we call this image without calling it coffee grounds? Right, right. Hmm. I could almost like I said, the, the, the thought my thought was almost like a dry mountain stream yeah yeah you know like i said the, the part that's kind of a the oval like in the dead center being kind of like a stream coming down a dry lake a dry stream coming down and the the kind of the the kind of like you're at the bottom of the hill going up a rocky trepass mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's there's so many i don't know i i, I could call this um you know Dave's mixed bag. I don't. I don't know. I'll <laughs> have to think of something creative to call this thing. This. This is cool. So anyway, well, folks, that's that's our recent photos, and and I'm glad we did this one last because, um, it, it's a banger for sure. It's it's really interesting, and I could stare at it for probably a lot more than than we already have. Um, <laughs> this is this is almost as good as your blue caddy. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, um, I guess on that note, I guess we'll we'll tell everybody where they can find you. Yep. Uh, you can find me on most social media as ProfPod, on TikTok as ProfPodPGH, and on the Facebook group as Dave Podner Jr. Alrighty. And you can find me on uh, about.b slash McMillan. That'll probably be the best place for... It should lead to everywhere. Um, uh, 
Facebook, I'm not sure about, but anyway, you can find me in the Facebook group just with my name, Greg McMillan. Uh, you know, Dave and I are in the the Iphonography podcast group, um, Bloody Legends group with Shane Mostyn, and the uh, Explorers of Life for with Rick Salmon. Um, those are three just amazing groups where people share their images and and you know it's a place to learn and it's a place to teach. So check them out for sure. And uh, well, I guess that's it for tonight. Um, we're we're slowly approaching episode 100 uh can't wait to get there and and see what happens so uh thanks dave thank thanks for putting this image in this is amazing i'm i'm going to be staring at it for a while yet yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. for it's a, we we need the uh 3 months later yeah wow yeah. that image <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, you know, thanks everybody for supporting the podcast. Um, and you know, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Oh, so, yeah. thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you on the next one. Have a great one, everyone. Okay, one, two, three. Everyone has their own way of doing things, so Dave and I talk a little bit about the things. Okay, I screwed that up. One, two, three. Everyone has their own way of doing things, so Dave and I talk a little bit how we get things done with our mobile photography. Plus, there's a couple of nude nude items. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. There's a good blooper for the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, one, two, three.